everybody, what is going on? <laughs> How's it going? Uh, let us know how the sound is. I think I did some testing, but again, when it all starts, sometimes it goes downhill from there. So that's where we are. So we are doing some more of our top 100 beyond or outside the 100. This is games 200 through um, 101, and we're doing... 179 through 167 today. Yeah. Katie was being a boomer trying to figure out how to do it on. Uh, I was trying to share it on my Facebook. I can't. Yeah. Um, She's not good at the interwebs. Not good at the interwebs. We need like a young person. <laughs> we need to have our kids be like our tech people. We need tech support. <laughs> All right. So without further ado so we're not keeping everybody out on or up all night I mean, go to bed when you want who are we to tell you what to do but uh we're gonna go ahead and get started hi mark what's going on mark um so i'm gonna start with number 179 and my number 179 is actually a game called decrypto and this is a game that i like a whole ton like it is super good um it's a fun little like party-esque game i guess uh where everybody's gonna have this like cool little decoder thing here and you're going to have four words in it and you're trying to basically talk about like describe these words to your team so they can get them in the correct order mm -hmm. but you don't want your clues to be super um obvious obvious because once you're done you're going to give your words to the opponent and they're going to try to guess your clue and if they can intercept your your clue a couple times they win if you get it wrong, wrong two times they win um that's the best the gist of the game. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird to teach, but once you get it taught, it's super fun. Uh, and it has yeah. some really cool components. Like that little red board right there is really cool. It just reminds me of the old school password game. That the red sleeve. Yeah, that's true. They used to have that. Yeah, there's a white team and a black team and you just you're guessing codes. That's it. It's really fun. So yeah, that is my 179. I actually talked to this, uh, talked about this, talked to this, talked about this to a guy I work with because he was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be doing board games the family break out you know taboo and stuff and i'm like hey if you like word games like that you should try to crypto so trying to spread spread the word games i swear we talked about my number 179 last time i don't know it's your your list i don't know my own list apparently Could, but uh, it is century spice road this is classic speaking of games that you can play with family around the holidays this is a good one um this is a really good one actually the components are so great straight out the box, no upgrades. You get the bowls for the cubes, you get metal coins, nice terra-sized cards, they're really pretty. Um, for me, Century Space Road is one of those classic games um, that everyone should own in their collection. It gives you that idea of set collection, which a lot of people are familiar with. Okay, I can max cubes, cubes. But then you're also working on managing the cards in your hand and managing that kind of engine to get the cubes you need to fulfill um, your different contracts. I admittedly am really not good at this game. I can't manage my cards well. I can't ever get the right cubes together. Yeah, very good. I mean, I have won on occasion, but it's just pure random luck, dumb luck. Um, Jason's really good at managing the cards um, and getting them to there. So if you are looking for a game to like ease, those people into the what we call the happy games um 
I agree with whoever this is. Great resource management game. Definitely has a Zen feel. It is because the look of it is beautiful and you're handling all these nice components. Yeah, it's yeah. it's good. It's good stuff. So, um, but there are other games like better because I actually suck at this game, but I still know it's good. So that's why it's my 179. Yeah, it is, it is really good. I don't know where it is on my list. I think I might have talked about it already. You probably have. Uh, my number 178 is actually a small card game. And... It's the game that Uwe Rosenberg was before he woke up and decided that he was somebody else. And it is Bonanza. No, it was before he got abducted by aliens yeah, that made him true. feed everything. Yeah. So this is a, a, a really fun little card game about planting beans. Uh, a lot of most people have played this um, if you're familiar with these kinds of games. And you're just trying to plant these stupid little beans in your field. The more of them you plant, you're going to harvest them. And they're going to be worth coins, which you just flip the card over and you keep them and they'll be worth a coin is a point at the end of the game. <laughs> the interesting thing about this is you're going to hold your hand, your cards in your hands and you're going to have to play your cards in the order that they're in your hand. So in order to get some stuff out, there's a phase of the game where you can make trades with people. So if there's a card that's say the card, the next card you have to play, you can't plant because if you can't plant a card, you still have to plant one. You got to dig up one of your fields and may lose points. So yeah. I want to get rid of this card. Maybe I'll make a trade with somebody for something that they have so I can move a card around. That's the only way you can move cards around. Mm -hmm. Um, it's super fun. It can get kind of crazy during the bidding part. Um, <laughs> it, that's pretty cool. It's a, a whole ton, a whole ton of fun. It's a, a stupid theme. It's actually a pretty dumb little game, but I enjoy it quite a bit. We have like three expansions. Mm -hmm. The only one I think we've really ever played with. I play a few of the other ones by myself, but the babies and mm -hmm. the ladies. Yeah, but it's silly. Just makes it even sillier. But <laughs> yeah, my number one seventy eight is. Bonanza. And a lot of people we've played this with really, really love it. Oh, yeah. I've heard that the dice game is good. I just haven't tried it. Oh, yeah, we'll thanks, Kyle. Hi. You want to share that? Hi, Kyle. Kyle. Oh, oh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the comment says. Um, yeah, Bonanza, we have played with a lot of people. And that I think that especially non-gamers that interaction player action like oh i you know i can trade for this like i can try it like oh well maybe i'll give you two if they want to give you one and then suddenly it's like a bidding war and people really get into that um just little card games about beans and i did not know there's a dice game yeah warful warful bonanza i think is what it's called hmm. which is dice i think in german i don't know i don't know german i barely know english <laughs> um there is the new skinned version with flowers Dahlias. That I would really yeah, like. That, that was cool. I tried to convince Jason to buy it once, and he didn't. Well, I, I was in, shocking. I was into it at Origins. I almost grabbed it, but then I was like, "Man, then we have two copies of the same game with one flowers but and one, one silly beans." I like the silly beans. Okay, uh, my one seventy eight also has to do with growing things, but not the same. Uh, it's Honey Buzz. This got so much hype when it first came out. Um, and we don't own a copy of this game because it's really expensive. Yeah, all their games are really expensive. To be honest. Yes. Sorry. Um, but the components are really amazing. The little bee meeples are adorable. Um, I don't know. Did Jim and Kim have the upgraded with like the little squishy? Or is that standard? I, it could, I don't know what the differences are, honestly. That's a good picture of it. Because you're getting different um, nectar from different types of flowers, I believe. And they, they're like different colors and they feel different. They're like, they're like squishy. I think they felt squishy. I don't know. They felt squishy to me, if I remember correctly. Do I? Who knows? Um, but you 
are working on your beehive. We played it once, twice. Um, once for sure. I don't, I don't know. Um, and it, it again is one of those games at the time. I was like, well, it's okay. But I think it really, for me, was a victim of like the upsell. Like it was all the buzz. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, well, this is fine. But I would love to revisit it because the components are amazing. I like the mechanics of it. And so I would like to work on it again. There is some puzzly element of how you're laying things out. Um, I do really enjoy that. So I'd like to give this one another go. Um, Cause it does seem like a really cool game. So, and when I played it, I didn't enjoy it. I just, again, they've been way hyped. I'm like, okay, let's bring the expectations down just a smidge. So that's my 178 is honey buzz. And it got hyped mostly because of the way it looks. That'd be my, well, my guess. But I like pretty games. Yeah. All right. So my number 177 is a deck builder. And this is one that gets a lot of crap from people. I don't know because the theme is weird. Like Batman can be fighting Superman and it's weird. Oh. But DC deck builder, that's where, where I am. And I've played a bunch of different versions of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played the metal one. We played the cooperative one. Um, I've played the base game a bunch of times. It's just a deck builder um, with DC characters. You're using mm-hmm. the cards in your hand to acquire better cards. Um, trying to score points. That's it. Um, yeah. You start out with junk cards. You're getting better cards. Um, if, I think you talked about Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. So this is basically the first game from this company that Lord of the Rings is like a reskin of. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, I don't know those people. But just <laughs> as, you have a special ability that's going to make you a little bit different than everybody else. And you're just buying some cards. It's super fun. It's, if you like deck builders, you liked it. You probably will like this. If you don't like deck builders, this isn't going to change your mind, I don't think. But it's a fun game. Cool theme. Um, DC and Batman are cool. So there we go. So number one, 177, DC Comics deck building game. Um, especially if you like DC characters. I prefer Marvel, so I would rather play Marvel Legendary. Um, but I do like how DC deck builder, like, breaks the categories up like there's equipment and yeah, there's like yeah. power like i i like that and how those things then start playing off each other whereas marvel legendary you've got like these symbols that have to like interact which is the same but it can be a little i'm always like uh, it's a little fiddlier for sure yeah the x yellow thingy do you have any of those like it just yeah. Uh, my number 77, I think Jason already talked about on a video, possibly. Um, and I always think this game is interesting because it's made by Upper Deck. So in my mind, Upper Deck makes baseball cards. But Upper Deck also makes Bring Out Your Dead. Bring Out Your Dead is a game I have no right liking because it is predominantly a game of area control. But... Oh, look at those. Look at those guys. Yes. The theme is so fun to me. It's a little macabre. I'm a little dark. It's fine. It's gothic. I love the gothic aspect of everybody's dying. Your family members are dying. The plague. Of course, you. All, I always must quote Monty Python every time I play this. But it's a simultaneous action selection. You have a set of cards that you play two of. They're going to allow you to either place coffins onto the coffin cart so they can be then stuck in some grave plots or you can try to get these other cards for some set collection stuff. Um, just different, you can get some, di- or not even set collections, but different cards actually let you kind of move further ahead 
late on later turns up in the line to get your cards in the coffin, which you really want because once you get the cards in the coffin and there's room for them, you then actually can put the coffins into these different graves. Um, and that's how you get your area control based on where they are. Different points, different areas. Um, surprisingly, very take that for game about burying your relatives. I mean, it um, makes sense, I guess. Um, but it's just a kooky theme. People think it's interesting. We've gotten people into this. Like, they love this game. They start, one family member starts coughing, and they're like, oh, I'm dying. And the other one's like, well, I'm going to throw you, you down the river then. Because <laughs> they play this game with us. So we're just sharing the wealth. But uh, this game is what, I don't know, is it readily available? It was at Ollie's, like, for like five bucks for a long time. We got our, I think I traded for it or something. But, yeah, it, it, if you want it, you can find it. People yeah. don't like it. The rule book's kind of garbagey. But once you figure out how to play it, it's good to go. Yeah, I think it's good. And also that simultaneous action selection, I think, helps people like feel involved in the game. It's not like, oh, I'm waiting for you to take a turn. But okay, we're all playing these cards. Let's see how they resolve. Is my coffin going to get in the cart? Okay, where are you going to put your family member? Mm, is that an area that I really want to take over? That kind of thing. Just uh, good family fun about burying relatives. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, it'll, it'll draw people in for sure. Exactly. So 177 is Bring Out Your Dead. All right, so my number 176 is actually a game I've only played maybe two or three times, and I always want to play it. And I mean, we have a bajillion games, so they're just other games that call to me more. But this game is Queen's Architect, and I think I got this only because it was on like Amazon. When Queen does these things where they sell all their games for like five bucks, well, <laughs> the not big popular games they sell them for five bucks. Did I play this? I, don't, I think I played it with Brandon, and I've done like two-handed solo a few times. Um, and I can't make the pictures pull up, but this is uh, a game that has some rondelles, uh, kind of, you can kind of see it over here. You're going to recruit these workers and you're going to be using these workers to fulfill like contracts. Uh, that's fun. Um, <laughs> oh, right. that's not probably yeah. not working. And, uh, so as you're fulfilling the contracts, the workers are going to get either stronger or more powerful depending on how they rotate because they're not all the same. And then once they hit a certain threshold, they're going to um, have to go rest. They basically leave. And then you're trying to use these contracts to move this little like uh, wagon around because you want to visit these different locations. That's where you're building these contracts. Ultimately, to move up this uh, track, like the Queen's favorite track, the higher you get up, it's like a race to get to the top of that track. Um, it's really cool. It's, it's got a lot of rules, actually, for what it is. But um, it's, it's fun if you can get through all the rules. And if you can find it for five bucks, I say go for it. <laughs> So my number 176, Queen's Architect. There's not many games Jason would pass out for that are $5. I mean, you're not wrong, really. That's true. Um, so my number 176 is a new one to our list. And um, when we first got it, Jason played it without me. And he's like, oh, you're going to hate this. And then I ran into friends of ours who played it and said, okay, you'll hate this game. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hate this game. Well, I watched it play, and I was like, I think I want in. Um, the game is Fit to Print. So Fit to Print, you are working on, I'm like picturing it, This your layout for your newspaper page. Uh, you're going to have stories on there. You're going to have advertising. Um, it's just you're, you're drafting tiles. All these artsy photos. And working on a layout, Okay. Um, but each round is a little bit different. 
um, you've got different objectives and then things fit differently based on how, which day of the week is so your paper can get bigger as it goes on. Um, and at first you just, you draft as many tiles as you can. And it's it, all it's, real time. It's all real time, which I don't think it's that big of a deal, but you have so much time to take as many tiles as you can, as you want, not as you can, take as many tiles as you want and of the type that you want. And you put them on your little know, drafting board or something. I don't know what that it's is. A desk. desk on your yeah. desk. Your newspaper desk. Um, and then once you're like, okay, I think I've got enough. Then you start to arrange your print, your newspaper. Um, and sometimes you do not have enough on there and you've got blank space. Oh, look at that. That's really good. That is good. Sometimes <laughs> you have too much and you got stuff hanging out everywhere. Um, all of which kind of fit, factor into the points. I, the puzzly element, even though, yeah, I don't, I am terrible at spatial manipulation. The fact that I physically touch the tiles and move them around and get them to fit, while I'm not good at picturing what's going to work, I basically go after the icons that I know I need to kind of get some points and then I arrange. As long as I can physically arrange them, that's fine. Sometimes maybe the time is not enough for me to arrange them as good as they could be. Um, I don't think I've even come close to ever winning this game, but it's really fun. I love that puzzle aspect. Um, that's why it's by 176 fit to print. Yeah, it's it's a weird, I don't know how many of you have played this game, but it's a weird like two parts. You're grabbing mm -hmm. tiles just by looking at them in hopes that they'll fit. And then you're throwing up a hope and a prayer that you're going to be able to make your newspaper correctly. And then the timer is just there to give you just a little bit of stress to make it a little bit trickier. But yeah, it's really, it's really fun. I'm not sure where it is on my list, but it is a good one. All right. So my number one seventy-five is actually a push your luck game. And I saw this on a channel that I watched. His name is Matt Wilkins. He's does a lot of older games and he played this and I made a trade for it. And this is called Livingston. There's some guy named Livingston. He did some stuff. And this game is based on him. You like that? You like that? Yeah. Uh, but this is, uh, it's a, an interesting game. So basically what you're trying to do is you are trying to, it's, it's a couple parts. You're going to be trying to build these different tents out in these locations to get like area majorities and rows to get points. Okay. But you're also trying to collect these gems because mm -hmm. the more gems that you get of certain colors are going to be worth money that you can cash in. But if you draw a bunch of black gems, you can bust. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to earn money because you have to pay taxes to the queen. But the trick here is no one knows how much anybody has given to the queen because you have a little like bank that you put, you physically put coins in. And at the end of the game, whoever donates the least amount of money to the queen automatically loses. And I love that in games. And when I found out this had that, I love it. And this boat right here on the screen is like the round tracker. As that advances, it tells you where you're going to be building and all that kind of thing. I don't understand why you love that mechanic. I don't. I mean, I, it's fine. It, it's fun. I, it, I don't know. It just speaks to me. I like it. Um, it always comes back to yeah. bite me. In the so butt. The, those are the little bangs that you have here, and it's a dice drafting game. The dice that you take allow is the action that you're allowed to take. It's like a lockbox, like a money box. Yeah, money box, and you're you're just trying to score points in the best way that you can. There's some cards you can draft to help you in that journey, uh, but the best part is pulling the gems out of the bag to cash them in for the money that you can see on the board right here. Um, I love it. It's super fun. It's tan, beige. <laughs> it uh, it's super dated. Like it, if this came out today, it probably wouldn't get any. It doesn't get any love now. But no one would definitely give it mm -hmm. two seconds. But I like it. The box is atrocious too. 
Uh, there's that too. And just not doing it any favors by any means. That is not a good box, but it's a fun game. No. I enjoy it. So my number one, 75. Menzel. Livingston. Yes. It, it is Menzel. <laughs> You're right. It is some Menzel Second art. only to Clemens Rounds. Yeah. I mean, I like the art. I'm, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying other people who aren't me wouldn't look at that game for sure. And may, maybe you, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably look at it too. I do not. Uh, but Jason, we play it. Um, my number 125 is actually really bare looking box and art, but it's also deck builder sort of. Um, and that is chiseled. So chiseled really is like an un a deck unbuilder. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, sort of. Um, so you have a deck that represents some statues. So when you are building like marble type statues, you need torsos and heads and arms and legs. And some of those things you need in certain amounts, like you only need one head, but you need a pair of arms yeah. and a pair of legs. Uh, so there are these different um, like tools that will come out that you use each turn and they're going to work on your deck. They're going to go to your deck. They're going to chisel away or saw away. Um, and that's going to kind of pull out different cards. Maybe you get to look at them. Maybe you don't, um, which is scary, 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 because you are going to score points at the end with what you have left. If you have, you know, those, and you're, you're going to actually try to appeal these critics. Um, you've got your trash pile. Um, there's colors on there as well. You also, so you're not only getting to these critics, but you're also like getting the general appeal of sculptures with you know even numbers of arms and legs um if you the le lesser amount of heads that you have those kind of things it's a really different way to think about work especially since i play a lot of deck builders a really different way to think about working through a deck <coughs> and what you want to do and what you don't want to do and making these things work for you i i just it's actually really tricky it is it is tricky. it's really tricky and kind of puzzly um yeah i just really really love that um i don't i don't play a ton because i don't know if this is for the faint of heart necessarily like if you're not really into games that much because it it's a brain burner but that idea of flipping deck building on its head like opposite i i really love that so that is my 175 chisel. Yeah, deck building is kind of generic. Like sometimes it can it can get feeling generic. And chisel when games come out, not just chisel, games come out that feel different. It's nice. Mm -hmm. And I think this one does definitely feel different. Oh yeah. All right. So my number 174 is one of the many things in the line of stuff that Katie hates, meaning games <laughs> with the same name. And this is the first one that started it all for this type, and that's Valeria Card Kingdoms. Now, if you've played Machi Koro, this has a similar vibe, which means uh, you're going to have some cards you're starting out with and like a little, some cards in front of you, and you're going to roll some dice. If the value of your card pops up on the dice, then you get to produce whatever those cards do. And as the game goes on, you're going to be using magic and gold and um, one other one. There's three resources just to buy additional cards and make other stuff happen. So like some kind of fight. Or something. Yeah. So here's like kind of what it looks like. These are the cards you'd be buying from. Uh, you're going to be building your own like little stuff down here. And you can see like, this is a card number six. So if number six is rolled, all this stuff will happen if they want it to, if a, whatever that is, is rolled, a two is rolled. I don't know how you roll one, but 
a two is rolled, um, you get all that stuff. So you're just trying to convert goods into other goods to buy cards. There's some other like scoring point cards that you can get up here that are just going to score points if you add a bunch of them. It's really fun. It has Miko art or Micho art, which is really nice. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I've liked all these Valeria games that I've played. Um, so, yeah, I just wish they – I'm kind of with you. I wish they had a different name. But it's not, it's not my deal. I didn't make the game. So my number 175 for Valeria Card Kingdoms. And I would say I like that. But even when ranking games, I was like, I don't remember what this game is because it's Valeria some kind of kingdom. Valeria – I. Yeah, it's it's obnoxious. I I just it's not that hard. It's obvious that they come in the same universe. You've got that same style of art. You could put the name Valeria in there somewhere. Or like Card Kingdoms of Valeria game or Kingdoms of Valeria game or something. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I hate that. I can't keep them straight and it just irritates the bejesus out of me. Yeah. Um it's obnoxious. So you'll notice that all of those Overly named, similar name games are missing from my list. It's a protest. It's a hill I'm willing to die on. Um, number one seventy four is not named like anything else. I'm gonna hold you to that. I'm gonna watch and listen. I actually have no sure idea. There's, there's only one that the only one that might squeak through, and I don't even know the name of it because, again, who knows? It's the one where you've got the board and um, are you drafting dice? Yeah, I think it's Shadow dice. Kingdoms. Sure. Of Valeria again. Again, Shadow, Shadow Kingdoms of Valeria. Kingdoms yeah. of Valeria. That's a Valeria card kingdom. What the heck? When two out of three of the words are the same, how much does it keep it straight? Yeah, it's, it's obnoxious. I, I don't. Do better, Daily Magic Games. Do better. I want to support you. I want to like your games. In fact, I do. I just can't remember if I like them or not, which one they are. Yeah. Okay. Soapbox, so, soapbox away. aside. I need to get like a little like cutscene <laughs> of somebody putting a soapbox Katie down. gets on our soapbox. <laughs> um... My number 174 is a game that I admittedly have played once. We don't own it. We do have it here, though. We are holding yeah, it's it. It's right there. Currently. Yeah. Um, but I got to play it again, and that's Golem. And I think I wanted to love this game so much. And I, and I did like it. But it's one of those games where at the end I was like, I really knew how to play this when I played it. I felt like I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't getting anywhere. I wasn't doing anything right. Um, and because I'm just... Well, let's preface this to say that this is the Italians. This is the Italians, which I love the Italians, right? Um, but I think another reason why this game is so high without me owning it and playing it that one time is because I continue to think back and be like, what the frick was I doing? I gotta be able to do that I'm better. To find a cool marble thing. I got. I I know I can do that better, right? Like, and I know there's marbles. I forget what those marbles do. You draft a marble to tell you what action you can take um, based on the color and, and the row. Like you move these golems, you don't want to move them too much, and then I always felt bad when I killed them. But I think you really you want have to kill them. But you really want to yeah. kill them, and I just um, I had an internal struggle with that, which I think did not help me in the game. Yeah, yeah <laughs> amongst other things, you're creating golems, you're, but you also need to control the golems because the farther they move along the track, right? The more you can, actions you can take, and they can't get that far away from you, yeah, or they kind of they're they're, yeah. they're chaotic because they're just golems. It's some Jewish uh, tradition. Myth, myth it's, it's a myth of the, yeah, of the yeah. golem who's like formed, which I I, I think all oh, that's cool. I think the theme is cool. Um, yeah, the theme is really cool. I just am an idiot 
I think, and that's, and which is hilarious because I don't like to feel stupid. But sometimes I play a game, I'm like, you know, I can do better. Yeah, so the row you take it from is the action you can take, and the color you take is which of the people are going to move on the board here, what color of the track is going to move. So that's the gist. The, the, I think there's, yeah, lots of moving tracks, um, you know, worker placement type things, making the choices, getting things to line up, uh, you know, popping those bonuses. I think that's really great. It has so much that I really enjoy and really want to enjoy. I just seem to figure it out better. Um, and I think that's, again, I mentioned there's several games where I'm like, I need another go at this because it's living in my brain and I think it can do better. So my 174, go alone. Yeah, that's a good one. I would like to play that some more, actually. I love that, the, the marble thing. It's also in the the mm -hmm. Lorenzo card game, yeah. but I, it's pretty basic in that. But I do like, I still like the marble thing. So my number 173 is actually a game that Katie really likes. We just played it not that long ago, and it was really fun. It's super fast. Mm -hmm. It's a tile-laying game, and it is called The 100 Tory. Mm. Now, if you don't know what this game is, it has amazing art. That's Vincent Dutre right there. It looks fantastic. But this is a, a little tile laying game. Man, it never works on mine. What the heck? <laughs> um, but anyway, you're, you're placing these tiles down and you're trying to form a path uh, to basically look at these different types of like statues garden and garden decorations. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is site can be reached. The interesting thing about this <laughs> is uh, you're always going to walk the shortest distance. So say I place down like um, a, a decorative rock. I'm going to walk down this connected path to the shortest distance, the closest rock. And if I go under some Tories, I'm going to then collect some tokens. So if you make a match, you collect a token of what it is. If you go through some Tories, you're going to get extra tokens. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to collect five tokens to turn them into access score points. And you're going to be using some characters along the way that are going to help you in your you journey. Can. You may. You have to spend tokens to use them, but mm -hmm. you get points for using them. Yeah. Everything you do is going to throw points at you. But you're just placing tiles. You're creating a path, uh, just trying to score as many points as you can. Collect tokens and score points. That's it. It's really fun. It's really easy to play. It's a mess. To, it, the setup is a pain in the butt. Like The box is too small. There's not really any good organization. It's annoying. So the setup is a pain. And there's every scoring thing is like a piece of cardboard like this big. They are really it, large. It's, all it is is an art piece of cardboard with art on it. It has points. So the box, this big. the box is like this big. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And then the scoring cards are like this big. So then it fills up as you're like putting out your tiles. It's filling up the table. Plus you got the big stack of scoring stuff. Yeah, look, look at it. Look at this thing. Look at that. That those are legit big. They look big there, and they are legit big. Like <laughs> three points. All this is is three points because you use that guy. You use this character, you get three points. It, it's crazy. But aside from all those things that I just grabbed about, it's, it's a fun little tile game. I'm not super into tile games, but I do like the way that this one works. And yeah, so that's why it is my number 173. That's one that the more we played it, the more I get it. Last time we played, I did like... I don't even know if they could see those when I was railing on it. I can't like, hear, hear those guys. There they are. <laughs> I might have been railing on it and you couldn't see it. They're, like, they're probably a good in the three inches they're, tall. Yeah, they're, they're, they're legit big. Yeah. A flat cardboard piece. They look fantastic, but they're big. They don't need to be that big. <laughs> It's it's true. By any stretch of the it probably would be better if there was just like a a board with a scoring track on it. To be honest. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The box could be that size and it wouldn't be a problem. But it's so pretty. I'm um, not knocking it. Other than they, it's uh, hard to put away. Yes, 
Um, my number 173 is the deduction game. And I love them. Um, all reds. <laughs> all reds. This game will live in infamy the first time we <laughs> played it because Jason's deduction was so off. I My face was like... All right, so if we, if we don't know anything about me, I'm not good at games, okay? That's I know not how, true. I, I know how to play them. I know how to teach them. I'm just not good at winning them. No, no. You are good at some games. Deduction is not. <laughs> um, so 13 yeah. Clues was... That's true. Deduction is not my gem. Was no exception. Um, so 13 Clues, it has a Sherlock-esque um, theme, right? Mm -hmm. And then it also is like you take clue kind of and mix it with hanabi mm -hmm. um, so you have three clues that are on this screen which i normally hate um that you can't see but everybody else can see them right then inside your screen you have two other clues that no one can see but you i love that like it's the secret information so you can look around and see what people have to help you deduce what you might have and then you also know at least two things that no one else knows. There's some right? cards in the middle too that everyone can look at. And there's some cards in the middle that yeah. you can um, use turns to be able to. Ooh, um, that's a cool box. This cool box. To to look at, um, to try and help. You can ask questions to try, mm -hmm. and you're asking questions to try and figure out what's in front of you. But also knowing, like, if we're playing, you know, four players, there's six cards that are hidden that I can't see. Right, the more players that are in the game, the more of these cards that are gonna, gonna be in But also, when you're asking someone a question like, oh, how many of this color do you see? That also includes the stuff behind the screen. Mm -hmm. So there's these great ways to like think these puzzles through to figure out what's outside. Uh, again, Jason yelled all reds, and I don't think he had a single red card. I did a single red. <laughs> on the front of his board. I'm so bad at this game. I played it. I like it. I'm just awful at it. And I thought, are we playing the same game? Because I, I really thought they were red. At, I, at least one red. I don't know how we got there. <laughs> I thought they were really red. Um, but it is for someone who loves deduction clue type games. I always like to find new ones that do that. And I think this is it in a really fun kind of little twisty way. Again, not difficult. Another one to be like, oh, you like clue? Well, let's try something just a little different um again just kind of pushing people to try new things helping them to explore what else is out there besides your basic hasbro parker brothers games uh so that's my 173 13 clues yeah it's a good one and it's super easy to teach too oh yeah it's, if you played clue this is a even if you haven't played clue i think this is probably a pretty simple teach all right so my number 172 i think you talked about this one already and this mm -hmm. is a game about uh it's a worker placement game Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate solidarity. You. Yeah, I I like them. I do, but I think the part of the reason why I don't want to play them is because I'm bad, and I know that I'm bad. So then I know that I'm going to be playing this game for an hour, and I'm not going to win. And if I'm playing a, a Euro game or something, I'm probably not going to win that either. But at least <laughs> I don't know that up front. I I I like to think that I have a chance. To but, be yeah. fair, I've been playing Clue. Like I played Clue Junior as a very small child and then quickly graduated to regular clue. Um, and I'm just saying like deduction is a natural thing for me. Yeah. Katie had to teach me how to do deduction. That's not even a lie. As, as when, a when grown we got married, adult. Yeah. She had to teach me how to do, how to play clue. She finally helped me understand the whole point and, and the question. So 
Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of people on my on my side here. Okay. Yeah. Well, if I ever need to solve a crime, <laughs> I'm, I'm not coming to any I wanna, of you. I want to play these games with Ryan and Mark, <laughs> and then then we'll be on equal footing. Okay. I'm just not going to play. I'll just say <laughs> like run the crowd. Like okay. Ooh, that's an interesting choice you made there. Yeah. All right. So. Oh, singing is Sherlock thirteen and two trade art. Um. Uh, it's a different game. That is a different. different. We had that. Uh, Sherlock thirteen is super super simple. Um, it's like thirteen clues, but like almost like a kid level it's like yeah. super super simple but that's the vincent Dutrade game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if we played uh we would all be guessing red if that's what it sounds like to me. all reds oh you too all reds. <laughs> we all have red there's only three red cards we all have three red cards. <laughs> all right so my number one third uh 172 is actually a, it's a, a worker placement <laughs> game kind of but the fun thing is you're rolling your meeples to determine how what kind of worker they are and this game oh. is called Ketzel. so if you've never played this game which pr you probably haven't because i don't know how popular it is mm. well that's not pretty high oh, seems um so this is you're, you're going to have these meeples that are going to be two-sided let me see if i can find them they're going to have um a white face like a white art like and, a then, screen and, then, and then black art you can see it kind of like right there and how you roll them is going to determine what they are if they land on their black side they're the black meeple if they land on their white they're going to be white if they stand up you can pick what color you want them to be when you're bidding. And all that matters is for this like bidding section. Uh, and like, see, this space can need white or black, but whoever goes there, say that person goes here with four whites, whoever else goes there has to keep playing white. And they have to outbid them to be able to go there and take that action. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to um, get these different cards here to collect sets. You're trying to collect them. these cards to sell them, take them on the boat. Uh, to score points that's the whole gist of the game effectively is collecting these cards collecting these tiles to help you on your your card journey collecting sets then trading the sets selling the sets so you can score a bunch of points and it's like three or four rounds uh, it's it's a ton of fun it's a really good game yeah, i don't hear a lot of people talk uh, about this game and that, the big color the like colorful people that's your leader everybody has their own leader and the other yeah. guys are just they're like expedition people i don't know but it's, it's a ton of fun it's really good uh, rolling meeples is it's super gimmicky, but it actually is a gameplay mechanism that I appreciate, and I I think this game is great. I don't know why it doesn't get any love, but I enjoy it. So that's that. Yeah, it's similar. Uh, it is similar to the key flower bidding. You played that with Joel at one time. But yeah, it's but again, the same maybe deal. You have to if someone again. bids green and key flower or whatever. I won't play it one time. <laughs> if someone bids red, you have to continue to right, bid right, red right. for that thing. It's the same deal. Um, but yeah, it's, but it's only two. It's yeah, there's only two colors, white and black on this one. one. Yeah. yeah, front of the meeple, back of the meeple, that's it. But even like that bidding thing, yes, it matters, but it's not like I felt like with Keyflower, it, that's the determinant. Whereas there are other things you can do if you get outbid. Yeah, if you get outbid, you get your meeple back and you can just go you. somewhere else. You might not get to do the thing that you want because you get multiple cards in those bidding areas. It's a better spot. Yeah. But there is a space up at the top of the board where you can go there with like a meeple and get a card. So you're not going to do nothing, but you may not get to do what you want. Yeah. So my number 172, Ketzel. Yeah. I think more people need to try that one out. I know. I actually want to kind of get that one. I like that one. Okay. Yeah, me too. Hmm. I was just thinking that I would like to start a rem remedial class for deduction. I don't know how. <laughs> It'd be me, Ryan, and Mark will be your first three students. <laughs> I don't know how I'll do it. Like, make like a fake case and be like, okay, who, who done <laughs> it? Let's figure this out. 
We're only trying to guess one thing, and there are three cards. <laughs> what do you think it is? What question would you ask? Don't you patronize me. <laughs> I, I think about it. Um, my number 172 has nothing to do with bidding or deduction, in a way. Um, and it's a game that I really like, but I've had some bad experience with, and it makes me sad. So then I thought it was a bad game, but I don't think that's true. <laughs> Short bus deduction class. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that man. is true. But the game that I really like, and I don't know if a lot of other people do, is Bargain Quest. Um, Bargain Quest has this really fun theme where you are a merchant. You have a really cool looking storefront, which I love, because um, you, you need to have your uh, display window. And you are selling uh, artifacts, weapons to adventurers who are going to go out and fight some beasts. And honestly, you really don't care if they succeed or not necessarily. Um, as Just long as they buy money. your stuff. Yep. And so it's really a really interesting game. You're drafting cards to get into your inventory. And then you're thinking about what am I going to display that's going to attract customers because I want to see what event types of adventures are going to come out. They want certain types of items. Can I show them I have that item and then also have an item that they can purchase from me? Um, it is... And then, and then they actually do go fight said monster. But if they die, who cares? But if they die, that's Doesn't fine. Matter Someone also come along and fight the monster later. And you can sell them stuff too. Uh, it's just like a D&D adjacent that I really like that. And it has this really cool, okay, I want to get money. What kind of stuff do I need? What adventures are coming out? You can get employees. You can get additions to your shop that will update things, help you do better. Uh, it's a, we also have an expansion. Yeah, we Black haven't Market. Even played yet. Yeah, that I would like to play. Uh, it requires three, so I don't think it gets played as often as it could. I, I feel like you could play it at two, but since it's a drafting game, it would just be weird. Yeah, I would like to play it again with like a full count of people because I think it's really fun. I like it. Yeah, I don't. Maybe we just can't teach it right. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, you basically are are a dog of war. Uh, yes, and, correct. Yeah. Yeah. But in like a nice way, in like a cutesy shop. You want them to look nice <laughs> while they're going out and fighting the dragon. But sometimes you may sell them some fake stuff. It's fine. I mean, they, it's totally fine. They, they don't have to buy it. They won't come back. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the one time I played it, I think I played it with someone whose name runs with. Well, and Brandon. And Brandon also didn't like it. Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, we can't always say what. I know. Does. I need to do another test. Because I really like this game and I've had really a lot of fun with it. And then I've also had some times where people are like, I don't like the game. I don't understand it. <sighs> so I like it. That's why it's my number 172 bargain quest. Yeah, I it's probably not on my list, honestly, because of those couple experiences. Uh, I don't know why people poop poo on it so much. I don't want them to ruin it for me. All right, so my number 171 is actually a game that I like better in the dice version, I think. And it might be higher. I'm not 100%. Watch sure. the dice version probably not even on there. Probably not. But I played the dice version. Okay, I played the dice version more. How about that? And this game is Spirits of the Rice Paddy. And this is from uh, our friend PDB, Philip Dewberry. PDB. And this is a game about planting rice and rice paddies and trying to harvest them to score a bunch of money. Um, the interesting thing is there's limited supply of water and when mm -hmm. you get water, it's going to be running down your patty 
from the top to the bottom, and it has to be able to be captured by these fences here that are green. Any water that you have left over will go to the next player. Um, and then they're going to use water to fill up their patties so you can grow rice. You can get pests in there. You can get uh, bugs. You can get weeds. Um, you can have ducks in there that will poop in your patty to fertilize it. And they'll eat the pests. You're going to have cows that are going to move these rocks around to help you be able to plant. Because there's a rock there. You can't plant patties. Um, it's a really interesting game. You're going to have these spirit cards, hence the spirits of the rice patty. Uh, the spirits are going to help you along the way in harvesting and planting mm -hmm. and all that stuff right. in the rice. It's like a, I don't, I think it takes, where is Bali? I forget where it takes place, but wherever it takes place, they like, oh, they, they pray to these spirits to help Bali. them grow rice. That, that's the theme. That they're praying right. to the spirits to help them grow rice. And all the cards are Bali. super strong. But the interesting thing is you're going to play the card from your hand. And I think the, Higher number fires first or the lower number fires first and lower cards are better than higher cards, but you're going to be going later in the turn. So um, it, mm -hmm. it's really cool. It's an interesting game. The rule book is pretty trashy. It's hard to learn from that rule book. But Sorry. yeah, I, I mean, I think if PDB helped me play it, um, maybe we could do it. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. The water, it's tricky. Um, it, it almost made me get rid of it until I played rice dice and then I understood the water. Rice dice helped me understand the water. And yeah, Mark, uh, the rice dice version is awesome. I It's faster. It gives you the same vibe. But this is a, I think this is a better game. I just don't ever know if I played it correctly. Well, I think rice dice is a good is a good place to start because you then you learn the basic right. mechanics of how right. things move through the patty and how things are supposed to go. And then you, if you want like a bigger, more in-depth game, spirits is where you want to go yeah but i mean it, it's cool dual layer board yeah um, it is cool but yeah, we've played race awesome. dice a lot more a lot yeah than it, this one. same vibe faster better rule book um but this is probably the better game but I'm, i play rice dice more because i understand it um so yeah that is my number one 71 spirits of the rice betty um yeah yeah i wonder if pdb would play with us I don't know. Like I watched a video of him online uh, teaching it, but even then, sometimes that just doesn't help. And maybe uh, who knows how long it's been since he's even played it. Like if he remembers, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna find out. Here's show up PDB's house Thanksgiving weekend. Could you teach me how to play rice hey. dice? Uh, spirits of rice dice. Spirits of rice Betty. That time. Um, my number one seventy one is a flipping right. Yes. Which I, I, I've mentioned this before. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't like rolling rights, rolling rights. And then I have a couple that I really like. And this one's new to me. We got it at Origins this year, it's and new to everybody. we met the designers, and they're sweethearts. Uh, the game is Horticulture. This is a little bit of I want I don't, a slightly more in depth flip and right than. Well, it looks super simple just looking at that though. Yes, it does. So you're planting a garden. Sounds easy, right? Um, there is a fence through the middle of your garden that you help uh, everyone together. You can see right there. I think, or a wall or something. Yeah, wall, garden wall. You, uh, before the game even starts, you decide where the garden wall goes, you and the other players. Then you, you choose which type of uh, item, garden um, plant, you plan out your garden. Do I want to have, what kind of things do I want by the edges? What kind of things do I want next to the wall? Um, how many 
uh, you know, what do I want to be next to something else to score me the most points? This is all before you started playing the game. All before you start. Yeah. You don't know what's coming out. And then you start flipping cards to see what plants are coming out. And then you have to put them into your garden. So there's some really puzzly, um, cool stuff going on in this. Now some people are like, oh, I don't want to draw that because like there's uh, sweet potatoes and uh, I think there's a rat, a carrot. Yeah, a topiary. A topiary. Potatoes, like a football. A soup potato. I always draw a football. A carrot, I think a radish, a flower, and grape or berry. Grapes? Yeah. Uh, it's grapes. either grapes or berries. Yeah, I'm not sure. You don't necessarily have to draw them. You could write you the write word the they or the letter they start yeah. with or whatever. Um, but I love the puzzle, puzzling nature of this. If you know someone that really likes um, Sudoku or some of those like really cool stuff, I I think this is really good because um, it it just it engages you more than like oh it's just pure luck. I mean, in some ways it is because you don't know what is going to be flipped up, but you're trying to make the best of what you get. And I, I love that. And everyone's in the same boat, really. They're trying to make the best of what comes out. Um, this one's super, way more complex than it looks, like 100%. Yeah. But it, I, I just think there's something so interesting about it. And yeah, um, back to uh, Ryan's other comment. I do miss the, yeah, that tactileness of components and moving them around. Um, this one, since I'm drawing the little pictures and stuff, and I'm 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 terrible artist, but drawing those little pictures, there's something really satisfying about that. And you even have like a little gnome hat. Best that, part about this game, I'll show you right here. You put in there. Quick. Twenty bucks. Um. Yeah. It is. Re it's just. It's clean and streamlined. Um. Again, very simple. I flip a. You flip over two cards. They have two plants on each one. The person whose turn it is picks which card you're going to do, and then everyone puts those plants in their garden. Yep, that's it. That's it. But the planning of the garden and where you're going to put the stuff and what's next to what. And there are certain rules for placement stuff, placement down too. Yeah, your basic placement. But oh, I, I, it's it's Bernie in a good way. Again, very simple. You could play this with Grandma. After you get past the beginning, the beginning is a little rough. Planning it all out is a little rough. But it also, it does really go very quickly. So after you play it once, it's very easy to turn around and be like, okay, y'all got it. Let's try it again. And then you plan different, you think different, and then different cards come out anyway. So forget yeah, your plan. That's, that's true. But you, I don't need berries. I need potatoes. You at least have <laughs> an idea. Um, and, and it is one of those that's very quick that you can just turn around and play it again. If you've gotten the feel, I of think it. it plays up to like six players or something too, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's I, I really enjoy it. It's a really good flipping right. Um, so that's my one seventy one horticulture. All right, my one seventy. I think somebody talked about it on either the, the podcast or a video. Well, it couldn't have been you since. So yeah, it must have been you, but I'm not sure if it was <laughs> I did. the podcast or the it's video. It's the video. Um, and sure. this game is one we back on Kickstarter. And we've only ever played it two players, and we need to play it at a higher player count. And mm -hmm. This is Moonshine Empire. And I, Katie's talked about it. It's a game about making shine, selling shine to customers and Uncle Pappy or whatever his name is. And connecting... If his name is Pappy, he literally can't be an uncle. He's Uncle Pappy to me. And you're uh, basically trying to All build roads. these networks. 
<laughs> this network of transportation to help you move around these island, this uh, this board, because certain piece, certain um, uh, vehicles can move certain ways, can go on land, some can go on water, all that kind of thing, different amount of spaces, and you're trying to make it so you can move in this one, jump out of this one on foot, get in this one, go over here, get in this one, so you can ultimately sell your moonshine to customers. That's the goal. You want to sell moonshine. You want to avoid the police and the gator. The gator will eat you. The police will arrest you. Other people can steal your car or use your cars because nothing is yours. It's just whatever. That's why they're all brown. And uh, you can steal people's moonshine and all that kind of thing. It's it's really fun. It's pretty hard to get that network running in a two-player game. I think in a higher-player kind of might work a little better. Yeah. But the components are really neat. The little guys hold the moonshine. The cars hold the people. Um, it's really cool. Um, no complaints with the components. I just wish we had more people that would play it. So there we go. So my number one seventy, Moonshine Empire. Yeah, this one we bought almost solely on components and uh, cool theme and theme. But anyway, I was like, "That's not the right game." No, they, they don't have the other game on here. Okay, uh, my number one seventy is a game you can find it, right? Uh, yeah, it comes in like a two-pack now with okay. the game that'll be on the screen. and It, it comes like, in a two-pack. But this game is real good. And oh, it, you like it now, huh? Um, the fact that I'm so passionate about it means I like it, but I'm pissed that I keep losing. <laughs> the game is Six Nymphed. So this is a card game. Yeah, it was re-implemented by Take 5. They're a little bit different, but yeah. Yeah, it's Amigo. It's similar vibes. Um, Six Nymphed is a card game which i really enjoy love card games because that allows us to bring in relatives friends who are familiar with cards and teach them a different way of looking at things so six nymph is again one of those games that it's like i will give you the basic rules but we're going to play one hand open so you can see what happens because it doesn't make sense to you see it it doesn't make sense to you'll see it so i'll talk tell you about it not going to make sense to see it. um Cards are numbered from three to... I think it's one. I don't think it's one. I think there's a one. One to 120, I believe. Okay. You, you might be right. I don't know. Let's see. It might be in a thing. It could happen. One to 104. No. Six, six nymphs. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's one. I just don't remember it. A low possible. number to a high number. How about that? A low number. To, so big swing of numbers, right? And then you've got these four columns. Yeah, depending on the number of players. You have uh, set, yeah, it's always four, but depending how far it goes out. Yeah. yeah. Um, four, you've got these four cards that are going to lay down. That they go in columns. Oh, my gosh. I've never played on BGA. Oh, I play it on BGA all the time. It's lightning quick. Which is probably why I suck. It's, all, I don't it's play always it like 10 else. players, though. And then by the time it comes to you, you have like 100 points. It's and, terrible. Yeah, you can play with a lot of people, right? So you're laying these cards. Each card has like these bullheads on it, and those are bad to, if you get them. Yeah, you want the fewest bullheads that you can get. So you just, you everyone chooses a card, simultaneous action selection. Well, simultaneous card selection. Mm -hmm. You choose a card, everyone reveals a card. They're played in order from the smallest to the largest. <laughs> and you put them down in numerical order with the little column or row, whatever, that they go with. However, once you, if you have five cards in a row, if someone adds a six card of that card to that row, 
could take the row. Or if you can't play higher. Or if you can't play anything higher than the cards that are out there, um, you take a row. It can be absolute bananas chaos. I like it at about four or five, uh, four players. Any more than that is a little much, a little too much for I'm me. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it just turns into like. I just pick a card. I'm like, well, we'll just see how this goes. Hope for the best. If you're playing like eight play or six players, you're playing 13, you might play last. Because everybody else played lower than a 13. You're like, man, I played 13. I need to play right here. But then you're stuck with 16 bulls. Right. And yeah. there's one of every number out there. And again, you, people are playing from lowest number to highest. So you may think you have the lowest card. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to slide right in here into this pile. You might not. Or someone goes in, clears out a pile because they're lower than you and they have to take it. And you can slide in there and bring a fresh pile. It's a fantastic game. Oh, it gosh. really is fantastic. It, it, sometimes it does feel like the game is playing you, but you're making the decision. You're picking the card. That's but then true. after that, you're at the mercy of the then, game. Then, yeah, the yeah. numbers are what they are. The decisions are not super deep, but it is fun. Yeah. Um, and you just get ticked off. Some and loves it. you, yeah. Oh, that's bad. I'm sure he misses <laughs> all the time. Um, you get like worked up. Oh my gosh. There have been, there have been games where I got like 30 some points. I'm like, what the heck? What game what? try? Three is one too many. I've never heard of that. Oh, which means Colorado. Is... Interesting. I like. Ooh, I like Colorado. Colorado. Ooh. I want to write that down. Three <laughs> is one too many. Okay. Richard likes good games. He does. Richard is fun to play games with too. We had a good time at Return to Dark Tower, Richard. I enjoyed that. Right, three is one too many. Got it. Yeah. Uh, so I really like it, especially around this time of year. Again, going to gatherings um, with people that aren't necessarily gamers. This is quick. Um, this is interactive. Uh, this is cards. So it goes over really well. Um, so my 170 is six nymphed. Yeah, I actually played six nymphed at three, and I thought it was fun too. There's a little more control there. I played, yeah, I played at three. I played at two. It's fine at two, but it's, I like it with a little more chaos. Yeah, too, yeah. But. Um, we played the, I played the mess out of it at camp this year, like just all the time with people. And then I, people would come and borrow yeah, it. Too. Yeah, people would come and borrow it. And I'm like, cool, great. Because once you've played it, you're like, oh, okay, I can show someone else how to play it. And they'll catch on. And yeah, a lot of people playing it. It was really good. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, my number 169 is actually mm. a Yahtzee-ish game. All dice, <laughs> dice placement, collecting sets of stuff. I can't believe this is this high. I love this game. I, I don't understand why. It's not well, bad. Well, see, so you can see it. It's called Order of the Gilded Compass. And this is actually a reprint of a game called Aliyah Yakta Est. Um, and it is effectively, you're going to have these pile of dice right here. What do you look at? I couldn't figure out what that was sitting over there. Oh. <laughs> uh, you're going to have a, like a bunch of dice of your color. And you're going to roll them. And then on your turn, when it comes around to you, you need to place your dice in certain types of combinations. So, for example, you can look at this um, archives here. You need of a kinds. So if I, it comes to me and you can see there's two sixes, four fives, and three twos. In order for me to get something on there, I think depending on the player count, either this top two or the top three get it, I have mm -hmm. to beat something that's on there. Now, if I want to play twos, I got to play four twos. If I have threes, I can play three threes because three threes beats two, three twos, that kind of thing. And you're just trying to play the combinations to collect the tiles that that building gives you. 
you're trying to get dig sites, you're trying to get archaeologists, you're trying to get other kinds of specialists to go along with the dig sites to give you points. You're trying to collect treasure. You're trying to collect um, art. There's a, some arts that you're trying to get some goals for. Um, it's my turn, so of course the thing doesn't work anymore. That's fun. But you roll dice, place them on the, the board, collect sets of stuff, score points. Uh, check and dice. Everybody's played Yahtzee. It has that similar vibe. Um, Sorry. And it's just... It, it's super fun. I like it. It has a bunch of replayability. There's different boards you can play, different kinds of stuff you can play. Yeah, I would love to play the original, um, Richard, because the original, instead of going to the university, you're going to the toilet. And that's hilarious to me. You could just put toilet on the university. I don't want it. I want it. I want the original one that has the toilet already built in because that's weird. But it's the same game. Uh, they tweaked it a little bit, made it a little more modern than the new one, but same kind of vibe. Uh, I like this game. I played it with a bunch of people who also like this game. I don't know what Kay's problem is, but uh, yeah. So my number one sixty nine order of the Guild Cups. It's it's okay. I just there are other dice games I prefer. Well, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, but to have it at one sixty nine, no. My number one sixty nine. This is my list. Uh, yeah, we had this. I didn't love Favor of the Pharaoh. It felt boring to me. I don't, it just, yeah, it did not work out for some reason. I like um, Order of the Gilded Compass way better. I, I don't know what it was about Favor of the Pharaoh that I didn't love. We have not played Decord the King, right? That's the same. same. Favor of the Pharaoh is the reprint, kind of like the oh, last. Oh, right, right, right. Aliyah Yacht to Estiel. I've heard Decord the King is actually, might be a little bit better because some of the stuff they added makes it weird. In the new one, oh, but I don't know. I haven't, I haven't played it. So. Yeah, favor of the Pharaoh. I don't, I don't. Yeah, it wasn't. It was one of the first games we got, I think. And I don't know. It just it didn't do it for me. It didn't do it. Maybe if we revisited. Yeah, I might like it now. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my number one seven one sixty nine has fallen, fallen so much in my list, and I think it's because I played a lot more deck builders since I played this game. I still like this one. I still like it but I don't think it belongs in my top 100 anymore because there's a lot of other games I just really love. That's probably true. Um, so my 169 is Tanto Core. I do love Tanto. Um, it's what really got me into deck builders. I saw it at an Origins once and um, I played like a hand. I was like, oh my gosh, I get this game. Like it just makes sense to me. It was so great. Um, yes. Watch the pictures that I pull up I know. there. <laughs> the, the slutty made art Maybe I should look at, them at times can be a bit much. My favorite, and I just grouped them all together. My favorite is the last one. Well, there's another one coming that I'm really excited about, Memento Mori, uh, which has ghosts and stuff, which is cool. Yeah, it's actually going to feel a little bit different. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, I'm excited. My last one, the last one was um, Introduced Butler's Winter Romance. Winter Romance. Um, introduced Butler, so I was like, yes, equality. You go, Japanime. Um, I mean, it's not It's about time. It only took, what, 20 years? I know. It's, it's still, you know, it's it's Japanese animation dudes, so there's no, like, rippling muscles or anything. They're all very... They look like BTS. Yeah. They, they do. But <laughs> um, the gameplay is really good. There's lots of really great combos that can happen in this game. What I like about it is in order to actually play cards, you have to have favor. 
no service. 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 You have to have service. So then it, it as opposed to other deck builders, it becomes really important in the order you play the cards. <clears throat> um, because if you don't have service, you can't play. You can't use that maid. Yeah, yeah, that is tricky. And there are different ways to score. Some of them um, score if they are chambered, and so they're basically essentially out of the game, kind of like in um, that tomb one with the yeah, another fair uh, Valley one. of the Kings. Valley of the Kings. Yeah, you have to thin out your deck to score points. But there are others that can actually score points in your hand, or if they're in pairs, or just lots of different things. Um, and so I really like what Tata Cory does. Um, I think, and the fact that the maids and they have these really different, unique powers is really cool. Um, but there are other deck builders I like a lot more, other games that have moved up for me since then. Oh, this is still a good deck builder. So 169, Tanto Cory. Last time we played it with Tim in um, South Bend, I actually really liked it a lot more. So um, I don't know where it fell on my list, but I, I enjoyed that play of it a lot. All right, so my number 168 is probably my I don't, I don't want to say my favorite party game, but it's I don't rate I don't rate party games very highly. <laughs> so this is pretty high for a party game. And it is Cash and Guns, second edition cuz second edition is different. Um and this is a game it's about pointing fake guns at people. <laughs> um there you go. There's there's going to be some some stuff in the middle here, some money, loot. some different kinds of loot in the middle here. And you're going to take one of these cards. It's either going to be a bang or a click, which is a, a bluff. So a bullet or a blank. You're going to, and you're going to put a face down in front of you. And you're going to, someone's going to count down. The Don or the boss is going to count down. And you're going to take your gun and you're going to point it at somebody. There's different types of guns. There's the regular guns here. There's like grappling hooks. There's like a stun gun. A little mini gun that's like this big but really powerful. It's like a big dirty hairy yeah. gun. And, and, uh... and they're all going to do different things. But just the basic game, you're going to point a gun at somebody. And then whoever that person, if say I pointed at Katie, she has to decide if she wants to stay in and take the chances that I loaded it with a bullet or if she's going to bow down, bow out and not split. But if I put a blank in there, then she just took herself out of the running and I was bluffing anyway. And then whoever's standing up still after all that takes a card from the middle and you're just trying to collect as much money or art or whatever that you can. I think there's diamonds too if you're playing just a base game. And you're just trying to score the most points at the end of the game. Uh, the different people are going to be the leaders. Uh, if you take too many bullets, you're out, which can be a little tricky. But you can heal yourself. There's cards that let you heal, like this little pink one right here. You can get rid of two bandages. Um, it's a really fun game. There's really no strategy to it. It's point at who you want. Uh, if somebody's a leader, you're probably going to point at them. Uh, if you point at the Don, they can or the boss, I keep calling them the Don, they can make you move your gun away from them, so most people don't point at them. But they can't make everybody move, mm -hmm. but they get one free. Yeah, it's, it's a ton of fun. It's chaotic. Um, it's take that. It's take that. It's nothing but take that. Like, you're just aiming at people because you want to. Like, you can aim at the same person every single time if you want to. You only have so many bullets, though, so you can't shoot them every time. But it is a ton of fun. We have everything for this. I actually found the base game. It's really hard to find for super cheap, so I didn't feel bad buying the rest of it. Um, it like, look at that. Doesn't that look awesome? So everybody pointing guns at everybody. He's got his like sideways gun. It's it's a ton of fun. And that's what you look like too. Everybody's smiling and just having a good time. I love this game. It's super fun. It plays like 10 people or something. 
that is something absolutely I expected you to say, Mike. Yeah, it is pretty low. But again, I don't like party games a ton. And even though I love this game, I would rather play other games over it. So that's just where we are. So I remember 168, Cash and Guns. But when around this time of year, though, this is the time when the game gets played. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love... Church to, functions, that's fun, too. Who doesn't love to take a game with foam guns to point at your family members? I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's just made for it. Um, Jason likes to take the foam gun, and instead of actually shooting you, he basically just pistol whips you in the head with it. That was an accident. Repeatedly? Okay. The first time was an accident. That is bothering you. I have a scar it. from where... It's a foam gun! Yes, that's how hard you push it into my cranium. And these kind of things live on, you know. We have a friend who doesn't like this game because, like, well, everybody shoots me. And I'm like, well, it's because you're a jerk. Yeah, it, it can be that. Like, we had a friend one time where we were playing Catan with him. And every time we would never trade with him. We basically called him Cuba. Like, we had, like, a trade uh, embargo. So he couldn't do anything. And that does get irritating. Everybody else is having fun. But if you're that person, it's terrible. So I get it. I try not to do that all the yeah. time. Like, spread it around. Don't be the, Don't be a jerk and play like that. Um, but it can happen. It can happen. But don't play with people like that. That's annoying. Yeah, and also don't take it personally. I mean, we played multiple games in a row, and I was dead. Like, Yeah, I, I've died almost every single game except for like maybe two. <laughs> yeah. It, it happens. You just... Yeah. It's just, just dumb. It. it takes an hour, maybe, and it's done. Yeah. Uh, my number 168 is a complete opposite kind of game from this. Oh, yeah, it's... 100%. Um, and it's this high because this game burns my brain and makes me want to come back for more. Uh, and that's John Wall. Pretty sure this is on the podcast for me. I think it was. Jason really loves John Wall. Um, it's not as high for me. It's getting a reprint. It's gotten it already. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That does things differently. It adds, it adds a, the, the a boat. C yeah. C track. Same game, but it adds a little bit. Which of, I can't understand how you could add something to this because. Just thinking about this game hurts. Look at that bad boy. Look at that. This is what your game. Look at all that tan. Oh. Yes, this is a what your game game. Um, you that. you have a tableau in front of you that you're playing cards to. Um, that are then you can do to do actions on this board. I can't even. I played it. I, I played it more than once. I don't know that I can accurately explain it. I yeah, I tried. This is where the whole everything goes down here. Play a card. If it's lower, you can do certain actions. If it's higher, you can do other actions. Uh, and then, and you want to do like all the actions, right? And then there are going to be cards on your player board, like here in these areas, that if you take the certain action associated with that, you can get those bonuses. So you're building an engine, and you're trying to build the Great Wall. You're trying to install these governors. You're trying to build these temples. It it's a lot. This is one of the games. This is one of the few games. That reminds me of a Vitalis Herda game. Because I'm like, I want to do that thing. Oh, 100%. How does. do I do that thing? Well, you had to have this here and this here. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, so I got to go over here and do this first. And then five actions later, I get to do what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, then there's in-game goals where if you can get governors in these two regions, you do that first. You can score some extra points. Um, it's Once you understand it and you play it a lot so you don't forget it and have to relearn it, <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's not – the game is still hard. But – to actually play it is laying cards. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not difficult. Right. Learning what everything does is tricky. But working on that strategy and and how you want to accomplish things, I, yeah, there's something about that that just makes me think. Gosh, I really want to give this another go. I want to play this again. I keep coming back to this game. 
Um, also, I love a good Asian theme game, obviously. Okay. Um, you can force your people into doing work that gets the unrest to go up. The right, but rest, you, the worse it is. Yeah. So you got to keep the unrest down. Um, there's just a lot of things happening, but I, I love that. I mean, obviously, I don't love, love that because it, it's not my top 100. But there is something about a game that keeps you coming back again, thinking hard. Uh, so that's jungle. Yeah, this game is super good. If it wasn't so hard to learn every time I took it off, I would play this a lot more. Mm -hmm. But it, it it makes VTAL games look like family way games. Like it really does. It's, it's like harder it's, to me to I learn feel, than that. I don't think. I feel like it's right up in there. It, yeah, it could be. Maybe, it reminds yeah. me of Lisboa. Yeah, similar. Except Lisboa also has that book that you helps you out. This one doesn't have that book, uh, which is a little rough. That's true. Read the book. All right, so my number 167 and the last one for tonight for me is a game, one of the first games I think that we got, mm. or at least up there. It's, it's in the first 50 probably. And it's an area control game, all area control all the time. And it is called Small World. And we have some expansions, which is basically uh, more characters. We also have the Underworld map, which we mm. haven't played yet. Nah. Um, just a different map. Someone gave that to us. Yeah, Amber did. Yeah. And this is uh, effectively, you're going to take on the, like um you're going to control one of like some set of this you're going to have a race a race and a power mm -hmm. and it's going to give you a certain number of tokens so in this case if i drafted mm -hmm. the rat man and the dragon master i get five tokens extra extra rats and eight rats so i'd have 13 rats plus this little dragon token and what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to place these markers down on the board so <laughs> i can control the areas so like i want to start and i want to spread around as far as i can Certain areas are going to be with extra points based on a race. Mm -hmm. Maybe I have better ability of conquering certain things based on race. A whole bunch of different powers, a whole bunch of right. special abilities. Every power is awesome. Even the ones that aren't that good are still cool. And you're, mm -hmm. the more people you have on the board, the more points you're going to get. But then people are going to come in and they're going to wipe you out. Eventually, you're going to have to go into decline, get a new race, all that kind of thing. But you get a new race, which I think is yeah. great about that because it's not like, it's you like just, oh, I die out. Yeah, it's like a passing turn kind I'll try of. try it again. You turn everything upside down. You're still collecting points, but you're not advancing and growing your territory uh there's like three different maps for every player count if you're playing at two players the map's real small and it feels just as good it, i played it at every player count and it feels awesome at every player count um it's super fun it's not one that i play all the time but i busted it out maybe like a year or so ago and it was still a ton of fun uh, i liked it it's easy to play it's easy to teach um and the combinations that can come out with races and special powers are fantastic so if you, I'm, it, it doesn't get a ton of love anymore, really, either, just because it's old. But I like it. It's fun. And I recommend it. So my number 167, Small World. Yeah, I like this, except for the fact that it's area control. Well, yeah, it's all it is. But it's so fast that I don't know. That's true. It's here. fast. And I like that if you, if you get kind of pushed out... Oh, I can try it out with this new race. I'm gonna try these new powers. And I like I like that variety. I think that's really cool. Um, my number 167 and the last one for me tonight is a game that is the opposite. It's still Asian themed. It's also in China, but it is not difficult. It's adorable. And that's Takenoko. Takenoko is one of our one of our really early games, too. And we um, bought it, I think, just because of the way it looked. Because it's effing adorable. I mean, pandas. I was doing it on your turn this time. Oh, pandas are eating bamboo. That's so great. Or you grow bamboo. Okay, so I love tactile games, right? 
you get to actually interlock the bamboo and they grow up. That's so great. And the panda goes and you take the bamboo off and it goes into the belly on your prayer board. Um, and then your gardener goes over and he's going to grass you. Look at that. Isn't that awesome? 3D bamboo. Yes. We have the expansion, which is chibis, which adds more adorable little pandas. Oh my gosh. Like it's adorable. And like the game is fun. It's, it's uh, contract fulfillment. So you get these cards to get maybe different types of tiles in certain um, arrangement, um, different colors of bamboo that your panda's eaten. Um, the garner's growing certain types of bamboo, which the pandas are going around eating it. So it's just like the chaos that is pandas. Yeah, here's some of those cards. Pandas are insane. You need to look up a video on YouTube where it's like these zookeepers are trying to clean leaves out of panda enclosure. The pandas are like throwing the leaves out of the basket. The pandas are holding onto the rake. The pandas are, are holding they're like four-year-olds. Yeah. The pandas are holding on to the zookeepers as they're trying to rake. That's what this game feels like. And it's lighthearted. It's easy enough that you can teach us anyone. And actually a lot of people will gravitate toward this because it's so cute. I'm like, Oh, it's pandas. It's bamboo. And they're like, Oh, look, you build these. That's really cool. And then it helps them understand the idea of contract fulfillment, you know, of using these different types of workers because you, you move the panda and you can move the gardener. Um, there's a weather die that, that kind of does like a special event. It just lays the foundation for a lot of mechanics that you're going to find in other games, but in this absolute flipping adorable way. Yeah. yeah. It, it actually, it's a pretty deep little game. Really? It, surprisingly is more thinky than it looks so it's definitely something that you can you can play as like a more seasoned gamer and you're not going to be bored um but it is easy for people to catch on to because it's i just it's just so cute and that bamboo looks freaking cool when you stack it up i know it's so great so that is my number 167 takinoko all right so those are all of them yeah. We did a lot of games there. We did. You're going to recap your list real quick? Yes, I'll recap. So my number 179 is the Crypto. 178 is Bonanza. 177, DC Comics deck building game. 176, Queen's Architect. 175, Livingston. 174, Valeria Card Kingdoms. 173, the 100, Tory. 172, Quetzal. 171, Spirits of the Rice Paddy. 170, Moonshine Empire. 169, Order of the Guild of Compass. 168 Cashing Guns and 167 Small World. My 179 is Century Spice Road. 178 Honey Buzz. 177. Let me get this over here. Bring Out Your Dead. 176 Fit to Print. 175 Chiseled. 174 is Golem. 173 is 13 Clues. 172 is Bargain Quest. 171 Horticulture. 176 Nipped. 169 Tanto Kore, 168 Jungle, and 167 Takenoko. All right, so I don't know how many games that was, but that was a lot. So, um, yeah, that's uh, all we got for today. I'm sleeping. We'll be doing a podcast with one of the top 100 next week. We're at what, the 60s, 50s, um, 70s? I can tell you right here. I can't remember. Uh, it's pretty high. You're welcome, Ryan. Thank you. Thanks for chatting, keeping us uh, occupied. Yeah. Uh, we are at, on the podcast, we will be on 55, starting on 55. Ooh. To whenever we decide to stop. 
Got some so good ones. The games are getting up. good on the podcast. I mean, they're good here too. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for joining. Good night. Good night. Yeah, we're probably going to hit the bed too. Well, I'm going to watch some football, but Kay's probably going to go to bed. I'm going to want to go to bed when we watch football anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's all we got. We're done. Thanks, everybody. Keep gaming. Keep gaming.